Extra Points is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 years or older. Welcome, Extra Points listeners, and congratulations on making it through yet another week. Good news, the weekend awaits with its enchanting promises of endless sports and free time that ends up with you screaming silently at some jerk in the Costco parking lot instead. Or maybe I'm just projecting. Either way, we know how hard you work, and while we hope listening to all our shows makes that time go a little faster, we don't want that to feel like work in and of itself. So we've had our producers pick out their favorite bits and put them together in a half-hour supercut for you to sample. I know, I can't believe we have producers either. If you like something, check out the full episode the next week wherever you get your podcasts. In the meantime, thanks for supporting the network. And let me just say from the bottom of my heart as the co-founder that I sincerely hope your favorite team still loses to mine. Enjoy the shows. The perfect way to kick off this best of with diehard Chiefs fan and very funny actor Rob Riggle joined Saratiana and Dave Damashek on Extra Points. They ask him, will Travis Kelsey retire alongside brother Jason if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? If the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, do you think that Travis and Jason retire together so that mm. they can go in the Hall of Fame together? Well, that would be that would be nice, but I I don't think that's going to happen. I know nothing, by the way. This is no, my no, gut. No, yeah, yeah this is so, just you. Yeah, just my opinion is uh, Travis has a lot of football left in him. Mm-hmm. Still, I think he I think he wants to go play. I think he wants to play for as long as all athletes want to play as long as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. But I think he's got three or four more years in him uh, as far as if you listen to him talk and his his energy, and his mentality and his mindset. Um, yeah, I think he wants to keep playing. So I, I just don't see him retiring at the same time. OK. Yeah. No, I know that you don't know anything. You haven't been invited to the suite. So we all know <laughs> where you stand in the Kelsey uh, chopping block, but I, I think it's big. I think it's a big possibility because I do see Jason retiring and I could see Travis retiring to pursue things outside of football before he gets any more injured. And how he, he's already said that nursing those injuries every summer has gotten harder and harder. It's harder yeah. and harder for him to come back to injury. And I see him being like the rock. I see him becoming this actor, entertainer, broadcaster. I, I see him doing much more than just being an analyst or anything after football. So they are media stars, both, both of them side yeah. by side doing that show together. I cannot get over that. They came from the same parents. The nature versus <laughs> nurture debate is hereby over. When you look at Travis and Jason Kelsey, look at their fashion sense. Look at the way they can pour no, those two I are the same are from the same house. Weird. Those right? two grew up in different locker rooms. Okay. Jason grew up with offensive linemen and Travis grew up with wide receivers. And that's the difference. <laughs> well, also, you know what I love? I love about their, their podcast too, is they're just so true to themselves mm-hmm. on that thing. You know, they really are. They, uh, you know, they're, they're not trying to soften anything or they still use that harsh locker room language, <laughs> you know, on their podcast. And they, that's not going to change. It's who they are. And I, I, I dig it. I really do. I I, I love listening to them talk. Yeah. I love listening to because the, they do give you the raw feed, and it's it's fantastic. So 
And you know what? You bring up a good point there. That that you know what you described because I never, you know, I, I it's denial. It's my denial. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah. I don't want to think about him retiring. But you're right. You know, it, it it gets harder and harder. I imagine every off season to to repair yourself and mm-hmm. get back out there and take another savage beating. You know, because mm-hmm. every game is a car wreck on your body. Uh, yeah. And, so you're, you know, you may have something. I don't know. I, I hope it's not true. I hope we get some more years out of him. But that's me being selfish. But if he did, yeah. if he did hang it up, uh, no one deserves it more than he does. So, yeah, I think as football fans, obviously we love watching him play. We love watching them both play. We love seeing them interact on the field. But I just remember even at Big Slick last summer, he couldn't play in the softball game because his back was bothering him. And and it's like, oh man, you know, he's like still nursing it in the middle of June or, you know, so I just, um, I could, I could see it being a lot, but he is so motivated and he's so competitive. I, you know, he might not give it up anymore. To keep with the chief's theme here on trendy, Toby Mergler and Brett Coromanos discuss the duo of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and how they both benefit from each other as they head to a yet another Super Bowl. Shouldn't that lead to even more Mahomes arguments though? Like, is Mahomes a system quarterback? You never hear that argument. Not that I'm making it. I'm not crazy enough to make it. But what you're basically <laughs> saying right now is Andy Reid is an offensive genius, and then he's got a guy who's just pulling the the trigger on his you know excellent schemes. Well, I mean, I think it's, a you know, it's always going to be a bit of both and you never know. And that's what I'm saying is this is where it's really hard to like tell where to give credit to. Like, is Reed just a, a pretty good offensive coach that like put puts the border of the puzzle together and then he has this brilliant guy that can, you know, build it all in two seconds in Mahomes? Or is it, you know, Reed has these concepts? I mean, look. One of the things that I think Reed needs to get credit for that has made Mahomes great is just the fact that the the Chiefs are constantly one of the league leaders in pass rate over expectation. Like they are throwing the ball where most teams are running it. And if there's and and part of that is is gotta believe be the belief in Mahomes being great. So you want to put the ball in his hands as much as possible. But, you know, I mean, that is something that still requires guts. Like if it's hard to go in. I mean, there's I remember this one clip of Mike McDaniel and the Dolphins being like you know, is you got somebody tell me if I'm crazy, I'm just going to call all pass plays this drive. You know, like there is that mentality that you can't just drop back to pass all the time, but you kind it kind of takes a little bit of, um, you know, offensive ingenuity to throw out different formations where teams can't just load up on the pass, but still put Mahomes in good spots. So I do think Reed gets credit for that. But when you look at like the off platform throws, the way that he adds value with his legs, I mean, just the the weird connection he has with Travis Kelsey that has come back in the playoffs. Um, I mean, he is a great quarterback. I read is for sure a very good offensive mind, if not a great one, but it's hard to tell where one starts and the other begins, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, I've I've spent a lot of uh, my capital on this show making Mahomes bets, so this certainly is not an anti-Patrick Mahomes argument whatsoever. I just think the discourse is interesting. Like, we've already wanted to fast forward into calling this guy the greatest of all time, even though that, what, two years ago, it was completely and utterly settled law that Brady was the best of all time. And all of a sudden, like two years later, the books have been open, and it seems like everybody is rushing to crown Mahomes. And the only way I can come up with that making sense 
since Mahomes is on his way to maybe a third title and Brady's already banked seven is that you just give Belichick too much of the credit for the Brady pie for all those championships. And I just think it's odd that Andy Reid, another guy who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, another guy who's, you know, separated himself through the generations as one of the best coach of, of any uh, anybody to ever do it, like just gets dismissed in a way that Brady uh, and Belichick are inextricably linked. So I just don't get it. I don't see how we could say Brady was the best ever two years ago as he was putting on his seventh ring. And all of a sudden, Mahomes is the best to ever do it. Unless this is purely just saying, look at the talent on him. Come on. Like, this is clearly the best, most talented guy. He certainly isn't the most accomplished until he's got another four or five chips under his belt. Well, well, here's the here's the thing that I would find interesting about that is the arc of Brady and Belichick was a lot different than the arc of Mahomes and Reed, right? Because when the Patriots first started winning, it was Belichick's defense that Brady was managing the game for. And then Brady became Brady, and you got that 2007 or 2008 season with Randy Moss where they just absolutely obliterated teams and, like, you couldn't make a point spread high enough. Um, and then Brady was Brady. But you you had that start at least where like Belichick's defensive genius was giving him a platform to go win. And I think that's why it was looked more as like a partnership where when Mahomes came onto the scene, the he was sat the first year. But when he first came in and first started, like from the, the beginning, it was Mahomes. It wasn't the yeah. Chiefs defense that was winning things for him. It, he wasn't a game manager that got a couple of Super Bowls. He was the guy being the driving force. So but that spoiler also, alert, Brett. Spoiler alert. They're only in the Super Bowl because of their defense. I know. This year, it's that's what I'm saying. The arcs are weird because this year, I was going to bring that up. They shut down Lamar and the Ravens to get to a Super Bowl. So, like, it's so weird to see how these arcs have completely um, shifted the perspective on these two players. Yeah, money, money. Mahomes could not generate any points in the second half of a championship game. Couldn't get that second passing touchdown. Couldn't do all the sorts of things he always does. And is still, you know, heading into Las Vegas with that pristine reputation and, uh, you know, kind of a clean resume. So I think the idea that the defense carried the Pats and and Brady rode that defense at the beginning certainly has some historical truth to it. But we cannot whitewash out what the Chiefs are doing right now. And in an un-Mahomes year, nobody's going to remember that five years from now. It was actually the defense. Defense that carried him to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Chris Jones, you know, Sneed, McDuffie, like all those guys were absolutely dominant. I mean, Jones, it seemed like every play that Lamar was dropping back, which is something that we could talk about was how many times Lamar was dropping back in that game. Um, you know, it seemed like Jones was just in there at his legs. You know, he he was a monster. And I don't think I, I, he gets a lot of credit, obviously, for being great. But he is definitely a co-reason why they're in the Super Bowl again this year. Let's take a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns stampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 
21 and over only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only must register with eligible promo code, bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250 bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit Gambling Helpline MA.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Transitioning to the AFC title game loser, the Baltimore Ravens, Dave Damashek is joined by Martin Weiss on minus three and asked him what would happen if in the 2018 NFL draft, another team picked Lamar Jackson before the Baltimore Ravens did. Let's do some NFL, and I don't know if this is going to make Ravens fans feel better or worse, but let's dig in on it. A lot of people have said, so Baker Mayfield, your first overall draft pick in 2018. Josh Allen, a few down, and Josh Rosen is in that mix, and Sam Darnold goes three to the Jets, as we all know. And then way down there at the back end, look who falls in the Ravens' lap as Joe Flacco running out the string. You know, he's he's, he's, he's no longer in his prime. There's Lamar Jackson. But of course... What do you make of this? Lamar Jackson could have been drafted. People talk in 2014 that Leonard Fournette was a mistake with the fourth overall pick in 20, I should say. The Jags in 2017 set themselves up with a pivotal piece to make a Super Bowl push with Blake Bortles, bad as that is, and those hideous helmets even worse. They draft Leonard Fournette fourth overall in 17. A mistake there maybe, but the bigger mistake was drafting 
Taven Bryant in 2018, a couple months after they almost got to the Super Bowl, as you'll recall, is that the critical mistake? And if the Jags write that mistake, how does NFL look different over the last, whatever it is, six years now? Well, I think the ultimate day, they just thought they had a bird in hand with Blake Bortles and you should have taken a hard look and realized that that wasn't going to work out. Yes. Uh, it, it's fascinating to think that Lamar from Florida, by the way, would have loved to have played in Jacksonville, I imagine, because David Bryant, I was actually working at the NFL Network during this draft, and I remember cutting all the highlights for all these different players who were slated to go in the first round. And believe it or not, Dave, you may remember this. I remember it vividly because we always kind of ran the package of quarterbacks like four horsemen. It was like the four horsemen with Baker and Darnold mm -hmm. and Allen and Rosen. And I was like, dude, there's a guy who just won the Heisman not too long ago who's eligible for this draft, but he wasn't talked about in those, in those regards. So it's kind of, Obviously, it's NFL, so it's hypothetically speaking. But if one other team could have gotten Lamar Jackson, I mean, just imagine if if uh, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots hadn't taken Sony Michelle the pick before. That would have been something that would have been, I mean, uh, insane. Because here's the thing. I don't know. Is is Jacksonville kind of like, like one of those teams like the Cowboys or like of the Cowboys of the last 20 years where you just expect them to – fall on their faces at some point when your expectations are high, all of a sudden it doesn't matter or like, you know, like, but I mean, he obviously would have changed the, uh, I mean, Lamar back from Lamar Jackson and Leonard Fournette would have well, been that's incredible. Right. The set people have looked back and said, you shouldn't take a running back so high in the first round. And that was the Jags mistake. But of course, Leonard Fournette was a huge factor in running that team as deep as he did in the 2017 season. That's exactly right. Eight with Fournette is a handful. And I guess the cautionary tale that people should look at is if you have an incumbent QB, is he definitely the guy? Are you definitely sure that you can get away in the 21st century with hiding your quarterback in high leverage moments for year for, for year after year after year? It almost worked. You beat the Steelers, you almost beat the Patriots, but it's going to be diminishing returns. Or should you try to upgrade at the most important position? And I mentioned the Steelers. The Steelers also could have taken him to Lamar Jackson instead of Terrell Edmonds. And I do think the Jags, so that they are the cautionary tale. What becomes of that Jacksonville team with Lamar Jackson is very different than Blake Bortles. But what's really fascinating from this NFC North followers' eyes, at least, is what if the Steelers had taken him? We know Roethlisberger wouldn't have liked it. He didn't like it when they drafted Mason Rudolph. Um, sure. in the third. So obviously they wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been happy if they drafted somebody in the first round. Um, but for the sake of the organization, I think you can make a case. The Steelers would have been better off either way. Um, what it does do, it takes Lamar Jackson off of the Ravens. What do you suppose happens to the Ravens if they don't get Lamar Jackson in 2018? Do they have to go to the draft in 2019 to a to replace a fading Joe Flacco. John Harbaugh, by the way, without Lamar Jackson arriving in his rookie season, John Harbaugh and the Ravens have mutually agreed midway through the season to part ways. Then Flacco gets hurt. Then Lamar Jackson goes in there and he runs them into the playoffs and Harbaugh's job is saved. Harbaugh would be gone. So yes. who would be the head coach? Who would be the QB of the Baltimore Ravens for the last five years? I mean, I mean, you look down at like, just look at that draft. 
that was not a quarterback draft, right? Drew Locke second uh, going in that draft, and Kyler Murray obviously was the the, the crown He's possession. Number one, right? And sorry, I didn't mean to skip right over Daniel Jones there at six, but uh, wasn't a lot of great quarterback options or Haskins. in that, right? Or in that Haskins. class, right? Or or Dwayne Haskins, true. Rest in peace. But yeah, I think you're probably looking at them trying to go get a, a, a guy like Case Keenum, somebody because you're getting you're at that point you're in save your job area. Right. You're in save your job. And he was available at that point. Or Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, saying so one of these types of guys, because like you said, John Harbaugh and the Ravens, they were on the outs at that period. In time. Oh, he would have been was- gone. It was done. It was not it was not like I'm, I'm not speculating. It's a you can find the 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 press releases about it that like it's been a great run and we're going to part ways and start fresh and all that. And then Lamar Jackson interrupts all that. So I think that. Lamar Jackson could have interrupted the trajectory positively if he had gone to another NFL team, but they would have definitely been pointed down. They would have had a new coach for 2019. And like I say, I think they would have the first move start of a new era. They would have gotten a new QB to replace Flacco. And I think it would have been because Kyler Murray was number one overall. Um, And that was, you know, Cliff Kingsbury and all that. But they would have been bad with the Ravens. And so then they would have ascended. They were tracking in the wrong direction. They would have wound up with like Dwayne Haskins would have been their solution there. So very so different either, than the way things landed. Either that or they sign a vet and they try to stay alive for the Joe Burrow, Tua Tunga Vailoa, Tank for Tua, Justin Herbert draft and see if they can pull out one of those cyborgs. Well, that's the other alternative. If we skip past the Jags and the Steelers, option three of teams that were in a spot and reasonably needed a QB. Now you can talk about Roethlisberger where he was in his career. It would have made some sense to have, uh, you know, much like Rogers getting drafted under Favre and, uh, and love getting drafted under Roger Steelers might've done well to draft Lamar Jackson to, you know, create a path for the next, uh, for the next 15 years. But short of doing that, Billy Price, the center, gets drafted by the Bungles in that spot. They obviously should have taken Lamar Jackson. They're glad they didn't because instead they got Joe Burrow. But if they take Lamar Jackson, they're obviously not taking Joe Burrow. So I wonder where Joe Burrow winds up with all this math. Sticking with the Baltimore theme here on Lemon Pepper Parlay with Martin Weiss and Mark Gunnels, the duo discussed, was this the best chance for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to reach a Super Bowl and what's going to happen from here on out? I want to talk about the Ravens kind of moving forward here, you know, because there's been a lot of bad. There's been a lot of talk of, you know, and I agree, this is probably going to be the best chance they ever had. Not saying that they can't ever go to the Super Bowl because you can go in uh, obviously not so advantageous situations, but I think it's safe to say this was their best clear path. I mean, you had everybody healthy. I mean, everybody, they, they didn't have no significant injuries at all. They had all 53 men that were there. Marlon Humphrey came back for this game. You were at home, had the one seed, got to play a young Houston Texans team in the divisional round. And then you played what, based on everybody else is telling me, the most vulnerable Chiefs team in the Mahomes era at home. And you had all the guys coming back. You had Ray Lewis there, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, T-Pain at halftime, Michael Phelps there. And and you didn't even make it out of the AFC. So, I mean, now you're looking at your free agents. You got, obviously, OBJ, Algalar. You got guys on defense that are going to be free agents. Clowney, Calvin Noy. Um, okay. So, I mean, this is a blown opportunity, man. 
Yeah, no, I mean, and, you know, for, again, score one for the non-nerds because this Baltimore team was the DVOA darlings of uh, of years past. I mean, of this year. Like, they were historically one of the best like DVOA teams. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, it reminds me of another historic DVOA team, the Balt- the Buffalo Bills, who, you know, we haven't seen them in the AFC Champions game in a little while now. Let's talk about how great their DVOA is. But – yeah, no, I mean, Matabuke is is a free agent. Uh, you know, it's just they'll have their linebacking core, but it's just a lot of that team. This 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 was the year for Baltimore. This was the year it was set up. And, you know, it's not a hot take that if Lamar Jackson won that game, he's a shoo-in for the Hall of Fame. He would be one of the other two quarterbacks that's active right now that would be Hall of Famers without a doubt. Like, because you look at the list of multiple-time MVPs and – off the top of my head, uh, I, I'm not going to do it right now. But I trust me, they're all in the Hall of Fame, are soon to be in the Hall of Fame when Rodgers and Mahomes retire. Five years after that, they'll be getting fitted for their gold jackets, right? Even if Mahomes decided to retire today before this Super Bowl, he's still a Hall of Famer. And let's stop down for a quick break here. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Which quarterback in the AFC not named Patrick Mahomes has the best chance to reach a Super Bowl next? Is it Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, or Justin Herbert? Myself, Dave Damashek, and Kevin Hench on a minus three discuss the AFC quarterback conundrum. A quarterback that won two Super Bowls without a, a first-round bye, Eli Manning, mm. I always argue Eli belongs in the Hall of Fame because he won two Super Bowls. I mean, obviously, he's got pretty you know, pretty impressive raw overall numbers because he played so long. But, like, the two Super Bowls, that just puts you in this incredibly elite company. And when you look at Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, like, two Super Bowls – Already out of the question. No way any of those guys wins two Super Bowls. The question That's right. is how, which, who of those guys are going to get zero, you know, and what will Mahomes leave for the other guys to share in that conference as, you know, as he just coasts through his prime, beating these guys over and over and over again. It's It's really brutal. I mean, I think obviously Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson – and probably Herbert are all going to go to the Hall of Fame based on their numbers eventually. 
but they're not going to go to the hall based on their their Super Bowl rings. I agree with everything you said, except for that very last detail. Lamar Jackson is going to go to the Hall of Fame if he plays for another three or four years. Two MVPs, it's a certainty. The splash that he made, the the way he disrupted our assumptions about pro football and everything else. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Josh Allen's going to go too. I don't know that they're, that either one of them is going to ever get a Lombardi, but I also think that we're getting a little loose by saying that Justin Herbert's going to go and Trevor Lawrence was already kissed into the Hall of Fame. And there are a bunch of other guys that we thought were definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame if you would have thought about it three years ago that now you wouldn't be. So these they can't give gold jackets to the upper half of the NFL in this era, well, here's obviously. A, here's as you a know, Hall of so. Famer. I'll, I'll ask you guys. Here's a Hall of Famer, uh, a definite Hall of Famer, who probably won't win a Super Bowl. Uh, coming out of the AFC, Aaron Rodgers. What are the odds? I mean, when you think about the guys we just mentioned, how far down are you dropping to consider Aaron Rodgers' potential to win a Super Bowl coming through all those guys we just mentioned? Zero. He was my pick, actually. I put in the rundown. Which quarterback in the AFC would you have to win outside of Mahomes? And my dark horse pick would have been Rodgers because I think the Bills and the Ravens have a lot of like roster changes. And I think the Jets are still a very young roster. So sneakily would have been my pick. Being Ooh. honest. Yeah. There's enough I, there on the defense. I legitimately think, and you can feel that like, you know, for as much as we could glean from hard knocks, you could feel like we knew Aaron Rodgers coming in was a weird guy. He's gotten weirder in the last six months. But you could feel like doesn't make a difference here in training camp. Like, it's not like we're talking about uh, conspiracy theories. We're talking about X's and O's and, you know, this tenured guy teaching the young guys. I I, I don't think it works. I think he's going to the, the weird stuff continues with that guy. That's not helpful. And, you know, I, the 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 Nate Hackett, the caddy has to be here thing is weird stuff and, and the mess if you've been following it this week that the new york jets are uh, yeah uh, forget about them i almost think here's the hottest take i can give you on this because i know the bills and if i were a buffalo bills fan i would think you're insane for for floating this but obviously the bills would never for any reason get move on from josh allen in football terms about but in a way, we the results are it. They're not going to your point. They're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes multiple times between now and the end of Josh Allen's career, right? So aren't you better off in a way? And I know we fixate a lot about getting a quarterback, the real deal QB, first round draft pick while he's on his rookie deal. But on some level, aren't you better off if you, if that's who you are versus having the guy making $50 million now? Like the Ravens, to Eddie Spaghetti's point, are going to be a lot different and worse than they were by the next time we see them. I mean, that the 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 rating of the coaching staff and the personnel department and the free agents they're going to lose. That's going to be a worse Ravens team by the next time we see them. On some level, you're you're better off. I know I'm sound like a homer saying this. I'd kind of rather be the Pittsburgh Steelers as they're set up right now than the Baltimore Ravens as a side-by-side -side comparison, right? Look, At least I think, they're I not think saddled with that. Fans, most football fans agree. You'd rather have Mason Rudolph than Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. That track, All right. Oh, right? I, said, I said it was a hot take that didn't make any sense, but you understand what I'm saying too, though, you wise.
Well, Jim Harbaugh has departed Michigan for sunny Los Angeles. Myself and Jim Piacenti on waiver wire discuss the impact he'll have on the Chargers offense and his comments about being starstruck with Justin Herbert. Jim Harbaugh is going to be with the Chargers. How do you feel about this? I mean, I'm... I'm uh, my first question to you, he mm-hmm. said he was starstruck by meeting Justin Herbert. Do you think... Who was more starstruck? Was it... Herbert meeting this like wacky head coach. And I, I, I'm a Harbaugh fan. This wacky kind of crazy guy that's so many like weird stories about him and like how he you know met his wife and like he refused to eat chicken for years because it was like a scared bird. All this crazy stuff. And then he goes and says he was starstruck. He was starstruck meeting Justin Herbert. I'm like I don't think that's uh, that's such a weird thing to say for a grown man for a, a quarterback who's really like 30, 30 years younger. It is totally weird, but I have to tell you. Jim, I know what you're talking about because I had field passes for the Chiefs Chargers game and I was walking on the field before the game and Justin Herbert was out there doing his like, you know, leg lifts. He was like, you know, Mm -hmm. he was like zen at this thing. And I was totally starstruck. But Jim, it's a little different coming from me. (laughs) You're his head coach. Maybe you should revisit this with your wife. You're (laughs) you're his head coach. You're his his leader. You can't say you're starstruck by the court. Now the quarterback owns the locker room, not you. Um, But I I do think, unfortunately, this goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning. You're in a conference with Patrick Mahomes, and then not even just Patrick Mahomes. You're in a conference with Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. So, yes, Justin Ah, Herbert's awesome. But every every player... Every player on that roster, I feel like outside of Herbert is like their contract is up. Like Eckler's going to be gone. Yes. They have to figure out how to keep Keenan Allen because he had a monster season, even with all their quarterback struggles. Um, you know, Mike Williams never really pan out to where they wanted to be. And then, you know, Bose is always injured. And uh, I, I feel like, you know, um, uh, on the defensive end, they're like decide they're always banged up guys missing time. So it, it's going to be a struggle for him for the foreseeable future because you're in a division that I think you could almost make the case that like, they may be fighting, depending on what Denver does at quarterback, which is a huge question mark, they may be the worst team, which is crazy. Maybe. Because if they lose these guys. Very building year. If they lose, like, Derwin James and, and Bo, so they, they can't figure out how to keep Keenan Allen, just, I'm just saying, like, if they hit a home run at quarterback in Denver and, and the, the Raiders seem to be fired up playing for Antonio Pierce, and I, I think they're certainly other ups and downs, but I see, like, those three teams, like, all around that, like, seven to nine win range potentially. So like Chargers I, are going to be better than the Raiders. I'm glad that they hired Antonio Pierce, but that is going to wear off. I think that was a temporary thing. They were excited, whatever. That is not a long-term situation. Their defense will be better, but that what they're going to win with Aiden O'Connell. Oh, no. I mean, no, they're, they're not, but no. I, I yeah. no, 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 no. A Jim Hart. I think. Yeah. I would, I would love to see Russ go to Vegas and throw to Devontae Adams. That yeah, I would too, actually. Yeah. I would actually dig that. I think that would be fun.